weekend. It looks nice outside. Looks inviting. But if you're not hiding the naughty bits, good luck come spring. Man, nippy outside, to say the very least. Welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. Uh, on the air on this Tuesday, and uh, the question of the day, um, which we'll get to coming up here momentarily, but the secondary question is, has it sunk in? Has it sunk in? Have you have you gotten kind of past it? Um, Got to admit, the uh, the anguish as a fan has has subsided. It still bothers me, but um, it was funny. It was almost therapy last night. Uh, Mike Clemens gave me a call. So Mike and I, Mike's funny because uh, Mike calls me and says, hey, uh, you got five minutes? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Let's go. So we start talking. We're talking about Super Bowl and everything and, uh, and about heading out in that direction and uh, kind of putting some plans together. And we start talking about the 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 game, okay? We're talking literally uh, about the, the, the game and we're talking about uh, the, uh, you know, kind of what we thought about the game. We were thinking, you know, here's some plays that dictated the game. Here's some plays that changed the game. Here's some things that we thought about. And we're going over this and, and you know, it's, it's like the more we talk, it's like, you know what? Matt LaFleur should be roasted a little bit more than he's being roasted. You know, I know he genuinely cares. I know he genuinely wants to see, uh, you know, the media partake, the fans partake. I, 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 he understands all of that. I get it. But for some of the things that went on and for not fixing special teams and for not uh, taking care of things offensively on the offensive line, kind of once things went awry and the pressure was on Rodgers and not, not kind of going back to what sticking with what got you there, uh, there was like an obstinance, thinking things would get better. That's the definition of insanity, people. We all know that. So you kind of you, you 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 watch the game and rewatch the game, and so Mike and I start talking, and it was almost like it was therapy as we sat and broke it down. It's really weird because I, I even thought to myself when we hung up the phone, I thought, you know what? If anybody's sitting here listening in on this conversation, this is two football nerds just going back and forth on plays and, and on blocking schemes. And it, it was just, it was so, uh, on one hand, like I said, therapeutic. On the other hand, it was, uh, it was, it was the di- dissection of every play, the dissection of what went wrong, the dissection of what would have worked or what perceptually would have worked. It was uh, it was just it was two football nerds uh, going through the end of a season, and uh, it was it was it was different. It was weird. So, the question today is: other than has it sunk in? The question is: what should the Packers do about Aaron Rodgers? And for the most part, it's kind of, in my opinion, somewhat of a no-brainer. But there is a thought, as if you read columns, say, in the Journal Sentinel or columns on Cheesehead TV, uh, all the little Packers websites. Uh, I was reading some stuff in USA Today. Uh, I'm watching some of the national media sitting here before we went on the air. What do the Packers need to do with Aaron Rodgers? 
And uh, it's easy to say, to hell with it. Get rid of them. Start the, start the rebuild. It's easy to say that because there's an emotion there. But I think the sentiment, probably even though uh, I think Matt LaFleur should be, and I'm not saying Matt LaFleur should be, because, no, Kathy, I'm not saying Matt LaFleur should be fired. Oh, God, no. Quite the opposite. I think Matt LaFleur is a really good coach. My issue is he choked in that game. I mean, for what he's done, the preparedness for which he's given his team, the fact that he's a player's coach, he listens, the guys like him, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. He's been a tremendous coach. But in this particular game, he screwed up. And he should be roasted for it. And the fact that he basically stated at one point, I don't really know too much about special teams. A while ago, I mean, Mike Clemens has all this. Uh, and, and Mike's kind of this this informational folder. And the fact that this should have been fixed... And it wasn't. The fact that there were all these different things said, the the scheme that they used with all these smaller, undersized guys, they were out coached by a special teams coach who knew what the hell he was doing. And they got beat. Shanahan had said, there's something we can exploit. If we can't beat them uh, up and down the field, defensively and offensively, we got to beat them that way. And we'll win the game that way. And damned if they didn't. Kudos to them. Kudos to Shanahan because he figured it out. He said, look, if you can out-scheme me and you can go up and down the field and, and beat me on offensively, okay, with Aaron Rodgers, okay, great. If you got a defense that can slow down our offense, okay, great. But we're going to figure out a way to get points or get the ball or change momentum via your special teams because your special teams suck and we know we can exploit it. And they did. They did. They won it that way. Um, Ricky said, I read an article yesterday that uh, talked about when they lowball offered uh, a special teams coach. You got to understand the, they did not want to pay, uh, what, what was it? Rizzy, I think was his the name. Um, he, that was the first choice, but he wanted to be paid as the top assistant. And at the time, they were also paying the last year of Mike McCarthy's contract. And they didn't want to pay that. So they they declined. And that's the reason that that year they turned that down. So that was the reason that that all happened. It wasn't just where they said, no, we're not going to ever pay that. Because that's not, that's not the case. It was because they were also paying Mike McCarthy's contract, and at the time he wanted to be paid as a paid as a top assistant, and ended up going to New Orleans. I'm not saying that was the answer, and I'm not saying that wouldn't have been the answer. Would they have been better? You got to think so, because they're the worst they've ever been. They're the worst in football right now. But that I mean that interview went extremely well. They wanted to hire him. He wanted to be paid as the top assistant and ended up going for, I think, that same amount of money. Um, he got paid that way when he went to uh, work with Sean Payton down in uh, down in New Orleans. So that was that's how all that worked out. Now, I think to upgrade special teams, I think you pay whatever a coach wants. 
within reason, obviously. So, uh, 877-867-1671. Hit us up. That's the phone number over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook fan page. Great way to pay attention to the program. Watch the show. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, but YouTube is fantastic. You can subscribe for free. And uh, it pops right up, and so many of you have. Thank you so much. Our YouTube uh, subscribers continue to rise. Just go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. Uh, Twitch is another great way to follow us. Uh, download the Twitch app on your phone. Uh, you can also email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Find us there and uh, kind of go from there. Plenty of ways to get a hold of the program. So now what do the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers? Um, I, I was watching this morning over on the NFL Network. And actually, I think it was a replay from last night. But uh, it was kind of down the same lines that I was stating yesterday. That is, you got to go to him and you got to say, we're way over the cap. Can't afford you. Can't afford your contract the way it stands. Um. We either need to tear it up and start over, or we need to really negotiate this thing back down and move money around and get down to a very, very, very base salary and then go from there. Uh, But you are not going to have the same team on the field. So there are people that say, well, where is he going to go where he's going to win? There's three, there's three teams that seem to be talked about the most. Uh, Denver, Las Vegas, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got uh, pieces to trade, uh, but I don't think they would trade them to the NFC. Uh, there is Jacksonville. That, uh, that rumor out of Jacksonville that they'd be willing to make a, a huge trade and Trevor Lawrence for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so that's floating around out there. But Denver and Las Vegas seem to be the two most popular decisions. Now, there is the rumor and whispers of Pittsburgh. And I think that would be a, a good landing spot if indeed he was traded. Because I know Mike Tomlin, and he he really respects Mike Tomlin. They've had these conversations back and forth with one another. Uh, but uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? Um, but wherever he goes, there's no team that's ready to win this moment. That's ready to go to a Super Bowl. There's a, every team has pieces they're going to need along the way, including the Packers, because even if they keep them in Green Bay, this team's not going to look the same. I mean, you're going to restructure Preston Smith. Uh, Zadarius is going to, you know, most likely going to be gone. You got to figure out what you're going to do with Bakhtiari's contract. You got Jair coming up. Uh, obviously, Devontae Adams. If Devontae wants. What was reported at $26 million a year, there's no way in hell he's going to be here. And you're not going to franchise tag him. I know people are saying franchise him. You're not going to do that. All you're going to end up doing is really pissing him off. And you just saw Godwin down in Tampa Bay get franchised and ended up tearing his ACL. There's no way he's going to do that. You're not going to do that to him. And you can't afford to do that to him, to be quite honest with you. Um, so... I I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what that team's going to look like. 
Uh, you could think that maybe even Adrian Amos would be gone. You're going to be cutting all kinds of dead wood off of this tree. Uh, JJ says, does uh, Rogers have a no trade clause? He does, but it's a soft one. It's not uh, It's not a hardcore, I can't be traded to these teams. And don't forget, Rodgers could still, via no trade, if you end up, say, say the Jets come at you with an unbelievable offer, you know, and say, okay, look, you don't want to play here, that's fine, we're going to trade you away, you're going to the New York Jets. He could ultimately retire. Um, he could ultimately, ultimately retire. So we'll see. But uh, but you're not gonna you're not gonna tag uh, Devontae Adams to keep him here to have him play here for one year. You're it's not gonna happen. You can maybe move him, uh, but you you know, get something out of him. But I, unless you work something out with him, <clears throat> he's not staying here for a franchise tag. That's not gonna happen. So we'll see. But what would you do? What should the Packers do with Rodgers? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so again. 877-867-1670. Hey, I uh, got to say hi to Jake. Uh, he sent me a really nice email over the weekend. He had uh, gone to our friend's uh, Burn Pit Barbecue, burnpitbbq.com. He said, uh, never knew it uh, existed. Went to it, uh, realized they were veterans. They're based in Racine, Wisconsin. And he said, I ordered on a Tuesday. It was at my house by Thursday. I was grilling on Friday. So this past weekend during the game, he was doing a little grilling out uh, in the snow. He said it was fantastic. Did some wings. Uh, Sent me a really nice email about how great these guys were, how he loves supporting veterans. So, again, if you want to support veterans, if you want to support a locally owned business, burnpitbbq.com. That's burnpitbbq.com. Again, burnpitbbq.com. Really good guys right here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. What would you do? What should the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers? More right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, I sat down and talked to Aaron today for quite some time. Um, you know, I think we're all a little numb to the situation right now. And so um, I would say that what we talked about, I'm definitely going to keep between himself and or him and myself but um you know we're hopeful that he'll be back next year obviously i mean this guy has done so much for such a long period of time for this organization for this city for this team um and so uh, you know i, I want to be respectful of his process whatever he needs to go through to to make the best decision for himself and certainly uh, we, we would love for him to be a Packer and be a Packer until the day he, he decides to retire. There you go. Those are the words of uh, Matt LaFleur talking about Aaron Rodgers. What would you do with Aaron Rodgers? And uh, there's a lot of, a lot of thought now that goes on. And, and as much as was stated yesterday about locking on Devontae Adams and leadership, and you can go through that whole whole you know diatribe that we discussed uh the bottom line is that he still gives you the best chance to win um 
He still is, and I, I've said this before. He may not be everything you want in the ultimate leader when it comes to quarterback, but as far as being technically one of the best passers, if not the best passer, and guy under center to ever play the game, I mean, that, that goes without saying. Now can you put it all together and give him another shot or two at uh, at getting to the Super Bowl? Um, so we hope. Now, whether that actually becomes a reality or not, we'll have to wait and see. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I guess, uh, and, and as Jake says, uh, do you think that he goes to Denver if Nathaniel Hackett goes there? And it's very possible. I mean, it's, it's possible that could be what Denver's plan is is to hire Nathaniel Hackett, make the deal for Aaron Rodgers to get him to even to want him to come there even more because he is such a a fan of Nathaniel Hackett. So we'll see. I you know, I know that uh we should get our buddy Mark Goodman on uh from Mile High Sports. We should get him on the program and see what the optimism is and the thought process is. I can do that. Yeah, let's let's see if we can't get our our You know what? I might even have his number, Ben. I'll I'll I'll, I'll text it over to you, but yeah. Um, because I saw Mark Goodman uh, tweet out right after the game that, uh, you know, hey, the the special teams of the Green Bay Packers is terrible. We'll trade you our entire special teams to get Aaron Rodgers out there. And, Who says uh, no? It, it, right? <laughs> right? No doubt. Nobody would say no to that at this point. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, – it, it, it's – that's if you're going to say there's a landing spot possibility, then that would probably be it. That would probably be it. I would say more so than anything. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven or Eric Goodman. Eric Goodman from My Ohio Sports. I think is. Uh, is what it is. I think I said Mark. Mark Goodman used to be one of the uh, DJs over on <laughs> MTV. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I digress. Um, but yeah, that's probably one of the more likely landing spots uh, for him. Then, then you know, if there was any place else he would rather go, I mean, I don't know. There was talk. Well, there's even still some talk that possibly they could then whisper back in his ear again from San Francisco. You know, that that come this offseason that he could. But I would not trade him to San Francisco unless San Francisco is going to give you a boatload. Now, San Francisco could turn around and say, hey, we'll give you Trey Lance. And maybe Trey Lance would be a good deal. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen Trey Lance play that often. I think I've seen a couple of his passes. That's about it. But. Yeah, I mean, it's if, if they got back into the mix, I can't imagine that happening, and that would probably end the friendship between Shanahan and LaFleur. It really would. Because remember, um, apparently LaFleur got kind of upset at Shanahan for making that phone call the night before the draft. And that set, that set the Twitter world, my world, everybody's world, a blaze when that whole rumor came out. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, by all means do so. 
Uh, Sam says San Fran just gave up um, three first-rounders to draft Trey Lance, so stop it. No. No, I mean, they, it, look, if Philadelphia is willing to give up their three firsts, if Jacksonville is willing to give up, as the rumors put it, uh, first-round draft choices, numerous, plus Trevor Lawrence, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. If you if you believe you have everything in place to strike now and you don't say get there this year, say you fall short against the Rams and you believe your only your next piece would be uh, a guy like Aaron Rodgers to get you there, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. Uh, Dennis says Packers management, they'll screw it up again. Uh, John says Denver dumped Miller for the draft capital and the salary cap space to get Rodgers next season. And, And that was the thought at the time of the Von Miller deal is that they are making a hardcore play. And this goes back to when Rodgers was seen on the golf course with uh, John Elway, and John Elway was talking to him about, you know, hey, hang in there another year, we'll make room, all that kind of stuff. All those rumors started to come out, and maybe that's definitely the direction that things are going to go. I don't know. Uh, By the way, uh, our buddy Dennis says, uh, this was a postseason failure for Matt LaFleur and the entire organization. I think they should move on from Aaron Rodgers, not that Jordan Love is the answer, but I think a rebuilding process, getting your salary cap together and understanding that the next two years will not be good ones for the Green Bay Packers. But after that, we will see light at the end of the tunnel. That's when uh, things will get better for the Pack. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's, that's necessarily true. I, you can't. Unless, again, in a quarterback-driven league, you got to have a really good quarterback. And that's not a cliche. That's, that's true because the rules have changed and, and skewed so hard towards the offense. If you've got a good quarterback, you're going to win games. And, again, you don't need to look any further than what's going on in the postseason right now to see the guys that are leading teams to, to, to wins, right? The one guy that failed miserably is the best quarterback in the league, and that that was uh, that was Aaron Rodgers. Let's go to our buddy Bruce. Bruce, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Phil. Yeah. I got a bone to pick with you, man. Why is that? When are you going to – I hate to break it to you, but I think Aaron Rodgers' days are done in Green Bay. When are you gonna? When are you gonna let him go? You've been holding those. Look, okay, I, I've been knowing you for a long time. Right. You hate to give up your favorite quarterback. You hate to give it up. When are you gonna let Aaron? Rod- when are you just gonna let it go and just say, you know what? It's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. How many chances are you gonna give this man? This well, man- eventually. Well, let me ask you this, Bruce. What are you going to give him up to? Tell me what's on the horizon that makes you think you're in the postseason in in a year or two. Well, how many chances are you going to give the man? He had the game right there. I agree. Look, this is the second second year in a row. We we went through this. We've been down this road already, man. Come on. I agree. You know what? I'd rather see a different quarterback do something different 
I mean, he's almost what thirty? What thirty nine? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Going to be thirty nine. Come on, man. Give these younger quarterbacks a shot. I, I, I'm not advocating for Jordan Love, but you got to move on at some point in time. Come on, man. I, mean, I, I Look, I agree with you, but again, we're talking about a guy that's going to win an MVP again at the age of 38 going on 39. I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. But if you got somebody better out there that you my, – my point, Bruce, is you're always going to be in it and have a shot when you have – Rodgers under center. You have no idea what you have with anybody else. Look at these other quarterbacks. Look what they're doing. Yeah, I agree with you. But I don't think you have – do you really think that Jordan Love is Joe Burrow? You know what I mean? Oh, he fell off. Lloyd says, remember back in the day, uh, Michaels did state to give Favre the boot? If Rodgers at that point in the roster is ready, he'll say it. Uh, look, I, I said back in the day, well, you knew what you had in Aaron Rodgers. Favre was already on the way to, I want to retire. Favre wasn't happy with Ted Thompson. There was a lot of friction there. There was some stuff that went on behind the scenes. So, yeah, it was a completely different situation because you had Rodgers waiting in the wing and you knew what you had in Rodgers. I remember looking at Rodgers in that Dallas game when Rodgers came in, when Favre went down with an injury and had that game had three more minutes in it, the Packers would have won that game. Because Favre was getting his ass kicked. Rodgers came in and lit him up. And right there, you went, okay, I got it. This is the reason the guy was supposed to be the number one. And, oh, by the way, the guy was supposed to be the number one overall pick. Jordan Love wasn't even supposed to be in the top two rounds. Had it not been for the Packers. Completely apples to oranges. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip, top tier alternative fuels, no fee ATMs, terrific place. Love it, love it always. Uh, albeit, I was going to get a car wash today, and I thought not going to do that. I won't be able to get out of my car. My doors will probably freeze up. But uh, great place for that too. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. No, every, every conversation I've been involved in with, uh, you know, with Goody and Russ and Mark, we're, we're all... all um, we're on the same page there, so there, there's no debate. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on, and uh, this portion of the program, as always, brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip, top-tier alternative fuels, no-fee ATMs. Good to have them on board, as always. Quick Trip, great place, great people, of course. Um, 
I'm sitting here uh, kind of going through some of this stuff over on the uh, the Bud Light live stream. Um, I Look, I, I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong when it comes to Jordan Love. Um, I, I'm just telling you my opinion. I don't, I don't think he's that good. I never thought he was that good. The people that I've spoke to that uh, do drafts for a living, uh, when it comes to rankings and how players pan out and such, never thought he should have been a first round or even a high second round draft choice. It was a low second, early third. Um, I have seen him play uh, for the last nine weeks. He took the starters reps for the most part because Rodgers had the toe issue. Didn't look any better in that Detroit game than he did in the uh, in, in the Kansas City game. I saw Rodgers play in Dallas and looked really good when Favre didn't. I saw Rodgers play in the second half of the game with a broken foot against the Patriots. And you could see that. And again, he was projected to be a first-round, first-pick overall you knew what you had in Aaron Rodgers. You saw it in practice. Now, I have not seen Jordan Love in practice because we're not privy to all of that. Not the, not the way it used to be because of COVID. But I don't see anything dynamic there. I just don't. And from the people I've talked to, they don't. Some people will say, you know, have eh, big arm, all that kind of stuff. But Ryan Leaf had a big arm. I can give you a lot of quarterbacks through history that had big arms. They looked the part, but they had 10-cent heads. I think he's smarter than that, but he delivers the ball a second too late. Gary, no, he wasn't. You're, that's a lie. No, he was not. You show me where he was projected to be a first-round draft choice. No, he was not. Most people thought he was a, a second-rounder, possibly a third-rounder. No, he was not. You're full of crap. Not one person I talked to that I know in the NFL thought he was going to be a first-rounder. No, no, it wasn't. But this whole thing about big arm and athleticism, again, I you hear that about a lot of quarterbacks that don't make it. That That's kind of a way of saying the guy can run, the guy can throw, he can get it downfield, but to me, it's it's about he's got a quick delivery, he's got good vision, he understands defenses. That's what makes a quarterback. It's not a big arm. That doesn't make a quarterback. You know, um, you can talk about a lot of different quarterbacks in the league that have never had big arms, but they had really good decision-making process. You know, I look at like Drew, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, he had a good arm at Purdue. Really good arm. But he was quick with his decision-making. That'll be... Um, that'll be um, what makes you as a quarterback. For people that, that go through the whole quarterback ritual of big arm and athleticism and runs of 40 and all that, okay, great. But... I want a guy that knows he. it's almost like walking to the line of scrimmage and everything slows down, and you can deliver the ball into a window quickly with a, with a snap. We're finding that out. We're finding that out. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, by all means do so. Um... 
This is from uh, Anthony. Anthony says, uh, I never saw a game Jordan Love played, but nobody thinks that he's the next coming of Aaron Rodgers. Here's the, here's the issue, though. I, and, and they do have to make a decision with Jordan Love because after next year, you got to figure out what you're going to do with a guy. You're going to pay him or you're going to let him walk? Or are you going to trade him away, which you could possibly do, too? So that's the other side of the coin because you do have to make a decision on him. Um, this is from Dennis who says, uh, another postseason epic failure. Best be a wake-up call to Goody and LaFleur. Uh, to Goody, you've seen this movie before with McCarthy and now LaFleur. Huge success in the regular season because they have an MVP quarterback and a very strong roster that you gave them. Embarrassing failures in the postseason because of a head coach and a staff who were out coached. To LaFleur, you need to wake up and realize that every coach in the Final Four, knows the X's and O's and has good talent. Uh, They are there and not you because uh, of philosophies, aggressiveness, strong coaching staffs that are better than yours. Uh, You're not there because you were outcoached. Again, as long as you believe you need to get more involved in all these phases of the team and review your X's and O's, you're going to continue to fail in the postseason. You must wake up and understand it's your weakness to address discipline and make changes to your staff and philosophy that keep you and your team from becoming champions. You're waffling on firing of Maurice Drayton. And I got to think that Mo Drayton is going to be fired this week when they do their exit meetings. Yesterday um, was a day for press conferences, and you talked to the players on the way out. Uh, Apparently the floor came in on Sunday, went over the film, looked at things, uh, began the evaluation process. Uh, but this, uh, starting today, tomorrow, it's going to be the uh, additional exit interviews for the rest of the players, and then the coaching staff will be addressed, almost for certain. Um, says, uh, I do wish uh, you the best, as I love my Packers. It's a pretty simple rule that successful leaders live by. Change the results or change the faces. Uh, you complained all year about Barry and Marie Strayton uh, doing nothing. Uh, if you don't change their faces, the next change may be you. That's from Dennis. Now, Joe Barry's defense played well. I'm not. I'm not sitting here and faulting Joe Barry by any stretch. That defense played extremely well. They were in position. They played well. They gave up a what six points? If we would have told you going into that game the defense was only going to give up six points, you would have thought that the Packers won thirty to six, twenty-seven to six, in a heartbeat. That's it. Because nobody would have expected this team to get beat the way they did, 13 to 10. Uh, Real quick, this one's from Mike. Mike says, uh, I think if Brian Gutekinds has a big decision to make, uh, to cut bait with love, a guy that looks to be somewhat of a failure, or to go all in on Jordan Love, double down and hope that his guy becomes the next Aaron Rodgers. Because if he doesn't, that's going to be the guy that gets him run out of town. That's kind of what we said yesterday, yeah. Yep. Um, I, let me do this. I'm going to take a quick break. Somebody sent me something on Mark Murphy, too. I want to, I want to take a look at that. Uh, stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming up. A lot of stuff to get to. But what are the pack, where do they go now? What should the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show 
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers wrapping up for the year after their season-ending loss to the 49ers. Several of the players met with the media. Rookie defensive back Eric Stokes, after about missing out on what could have been a pick six in Saturday night's game. Oh, I really don't think about it. Like, I mean, when I look back, when I got to the sideline, I said, like, I think I actually had an opportunity to, but, like, just through all my preparation, throughout all that stuff, I'm just used to the ball coming there much faster, so... But then when I got to the sideline and, and I seen I was like, dang, I should have actually made a play on the ball. Despite a blocked punt that turned into seven points for the 49ers and that blocked Mason Crosby field goal attempt, Kenny Clark says you can't blame the loss all on the special teams. I mean, it's a team game. We all go hand in hand, offense, defense, special team. So, you know, we could have did a lot of things to put ourselves in a better situation. We could have had a better two minute. So I'm not, not going to put stuff on on a group or on special teams or whatever. Now the Packers have over 20 free agents, 13 unrestricted, and not a lot of salary cap space. Is there a plan to bring them back next year? Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Yeah, absolutely. There's a plan in place. You know, we'll get more into that plan, I think, now that the season's over in terms of the specifics of how you go about doing that. And there's ways to move money and and to make sure that we get the bulk of our key contributors back. Are there absolutely going to be some tough decisions? No doubt about it. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Uh, Lloyd says, uh, or not Lloyd, where'd it go? Where did it go? Um, I lost it. Sorry about that. Um, oh, there it is. Um, this is from Mike. Mike says, uh, hey, Bill, I was there at the game in Dallas when that Thursday night when uh, Favre got hurt, Rodgers came in. You could tell that Rodgers was our next quarterback when Favre left. Uh, my feeling about Love is that he's better than Brett Hundley. My instincts say he's going to be nothing more than a good backup. Uh, I've been following the Packers since 1967. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I go back to that game. Go back to that game in Dallas. Uh, Favre had thrown two interceptions. And right at, it was about nine minutes to go in the second half or in the second quarter. And he goes down with the injury. Um, the Packers ended up putting the ball away. And then after that, I went back and checked. The Packers went touchdown under Favre or under Rodgers, eight plays, 74 yards, touchdown. 12 plays, 59 yards, touchdown to start the second half. The next time they got the ball, they punted it away. The next time they got the ball, seven plays, 39 yards with a field goal. And then they were driving uh, with a minute three left to go in the ball game. And they ended up turning it over on downs. But in his first um, three, four drives, Rodgers went touchdown, touchdown, punt, field goal, and put up 17 points. I mean, you just knew you could see it. You could see it. Now, the Packers defensively weren't nearly as good. They gave up, uh, they gave up a touchdown and a field goal late. And ended up costing them ultimately the game. But had there been another quarter, I think I think Rodgers brings it back. We all thought that. I just I remember having that conversation with Wayne Larry after we were leaving the game. Like this, this guy, this guy's for real. And even in that game, even in that game, Rodgers was eighteen of twenty six, two hundred and one yards, sacked three times. He was under pressure quite a bit, threw a touchdown and a quarterback rating of one hundred four point eight. 
Ryan Grant ran for 94 yards and two touchdowns that day. And uh, between Driver and Jennings, um, and Jennings caught the uh, touchdown pass, it lit him up. They, that's you could just tell Rodgers had it. There was something there. We haven't seen. We haven't even seen that out of Jordan Love in a game and a half. We haven't seen that out of Jordan Love. And that was Rodgers' first real game, so to speak. Um, Adam says, uh, was this the Packers' last choke? This last game, yeah. They choked it away. I'll go along with that. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. They were outcoached. Rodgers looked inept. He did the same old, same old and focusing on Devontae. And you know what? This was, I got to give this one credit to uh, to Chad. Chad says, uh, if they can't afford to keep Devontae Adams, do you think Rodgers comes back? It's probably the best thing for Rodgers not to have Devontae. Maybe they bring in some new young wide receivers and he gets a new relationship with someone else, but this would then teach him to spread the ball around and look at other players other than just Devontae might be the best thing for his career. Now, you're right because he would have to look at other guys. If you don't have Devontae, you know, obviously – and Devontae's not going to want to come back for a franchise tag, and they're not going to be able to afford him unless there is some real magic wizardry done when it comes to uh, the, the salary cap. But the, the biggest, it starts with Aaron Rodgers, and then the trickle-down effect begins from there. You have a lot of decisions to make. A lot of decisions to make. I mean, I know guys like Zedarius, he was already uh, putting out there on social media, you know, thanks to the fans. I know Alan Lazard was saying thank you to the fans and thank you to the teammates. And so, I mean, I saw some stuff on Instagram. I was, I was watching some of that stuff, but yeah, it's, there's going to be quite a, there's a lot of new faces here next year. And you're pretty much wide open when it comes to the draft. Um, but I think, and you're going to need pieces, but I think you're going to have to start with weaponry. You're, you're going to have to look for a wide out. You know what you're, you know your running backs are set. You know you're pretty set on the offensive line. You've got a tight end in DeGuara. You're going to get Robert Tunyon back. You know, um, you're probably not going to bring back Mercedes Lewis. But you're, you're going to have to go after some weapons, some true wide out weaponry. You're not looking for an Amari Rogers slot guy. You're not. You're, you're what you're looking for is true. You're looking for Jamar Chase. You're, you're looking for Justin Jefferson. You're looking for those guys. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for. And then after that, you're looking for additional secondary help, linebacker. Now that you've seen what you can do when you actually have a real, true middle linebacker, you're looking for a middle linebacker, and you're looking for beef in the trenches, real, true beef in the trenches. And you're also going to be looking for uh, more pass rush help. Probably a safety, too, if you let Adrian Amos go. 877-867-1670. John says, uh, when was the last Super Bowl won by a quarterback that wasn't in the top 10 uh, of the season? Uh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, the year he won it, actually he was considered the best downfield passer that year. He had really good numbers. 
because it was right after that he got paid, and then that team went to hell after that. The Ravens went to hell, and then they finally were able to get out from underneath that contract. So Flacco actually had a really good season that year. Uh, but I said yesterday, there is um, out of the 55 Super Bowls, 11 of them have been won by quarterbacks that are not Hall of Famers. That's it. 11 of them. And many will argue that Jim Plunkett should be there. Jim Plunkett won two and Eli Manning won two. So out of those 11, seven of them have been won by other quarterbacks. That's it. Think about that. Think about that. We got an hour down. We got a lot more yet to go. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday night, the Bill Michaels Huddle is back. We're going to be at the Root Rivers Root. He said Root Root Rivers Center, right there on Rawson Avenue in Franklin. Also, Mark Schofield, NFL Wire. He's going to join us next. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.